episode 169 of the NCP. My name is David, and with me for this episode, I have Crystal. I'm the crew. You're the, you're the only member of the crew that's with us today. <laughs> unfortunately, uh, it is meant to be a, a bow episode, as uh, our regular listeners will know, and uh, unfortunately, he's unable to make it, so it's uh, no bow this episode. And to give you a bit of advance news, it's no bow next bow episode, so one episode 171, there won't be any bow either. It's a very busy time in America at, uh, around the, in two weeks' time. It's the uh, Black Friday. Thanksgiving stuff. Thanksgiving sales. Yep. And uh, he works in retail, as he's mentioned before. And uh, He loves it. <laughs> I actually do think he, I think he actually does like his job. But uh, that weekend is uh, madness. That's what I'm talking about, that weekend. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah, so it's a shame he couldn't make it today. Uh, but uh, the show must go on. It's a very. It's actually a major shame for me because we've got a very large as well in times, and it's Does, not as much fun talking about it without him. Yeah, but, I don't have a lot to say. Yes, yeah, so, oh, well, you know, we got to do what we got to do. So for this episode, we have a uh, nerd rage rant uh, from myself. We'll get to it in a second. Um, a, and I wanted to talk about the uh, the podcasts slash radio shows slash. Uh, video, you know, YouTube shows that we watch because we're a podcast, and you know we we but we also listen to other podcasts and you know watch video shows and stuff like that. And so I wanted to talk about you know the things that we actually like listening to and and watching because you like listening to us, obviously. Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening to this. That's right. And it shows just how a, 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 an upper level of human that you are. The fact that you're listening to high us. level of sophistication. That's right, debonair. But uh, we thought we'd spread some love and uh, talk about some of the shows that we like. Um, again, it's a shame Bo's not here because he actually listens to like uh, like fifty podcasts. It's insane. I don't know how he finds the time, but uh, that's why he's not here. Yeah, he's listening to all those podcasts. Is that what it is? <laughs> no, he's hard at work. Uh, we also uh, returned to Clash of Champions with round eleven uh, and. And uh, like I said, big Azerothian times. So, uh, yeah. Thanks for joining us. The Aztai. What? <laughs> Just shorten it down like the gangster. It's pretty early in the morning. Have you been drinking? Not enough coffee, obviously. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> Not enough Irish coffee? <laughs> anyway. <No. laughs> so, uh, so for my nerd rage, nerd rant thing. I've actually, it's actually not going to be all that ragey, I don't, because I've calmed down a lot now. I was, just, I was, you know, two weeks ago when this actually happened, I was uh, very, very angry, but now I'm kind of, I'm kind of calm about it. You so didn't we'll, maintain a rage. Yeah, we'll see how we go as I, <laughs> as I talk about it. You know, never know, I might fire up. Uh, so basically, uh, as um, as our regular listeners will know, uh, we have a zero policy, a zero tolerance. Tolerance. That's the one. That's the word I'm trying to. We think have of. zero policies. A zero. <laughs> We have no policies of any kind. No, we have a zero a zero tolerance for racism uh, policy on this show, right? Because I just, I personally, I just think racism is a disgrace, and I just, I basically just don't understand it. Yeah, and so uh, a couple of episodes back, we were actually were going to talk about um, uh, sort of racism, sort of base sort of topics and stuff, and unfortunately that had to get uh, had to get delayed. But um, this one's on a similar sort of vein. So this one happened uh, after that. So anyway, so uh, about a week and a half ago, uh, there was. A rumor uh, on the internet. Now, I, this has actually now since been debunked, so I'm not spoiling anything for for, for you uh, fans. But uh, there was a rumor about Star Wars Episode Seven, uh, The Force Awakens, su- suggesting that Finn, uh, the um, the African American character, uh, is uh, somehow related to Lando Calrissian. 
uh, good old Lando. The man. I thought you were blind. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, so like I said, so, so yes, not a spoiler for those for those of you that are you know, desperately trying to sort of avoid all that sort of information. It's it's has been officially debunked. Um, it's not the case. So, um, so and uh, so that in itself is that is not that annoying. But uh, one of the things that sort of come out from that is uh, is a backlash against it being that it was racist to suggest that uh, the only black character in Star Wars Episode Seven is related to the only black character in the previous films. Now, one, obviously that is factually incorrect because uh, there's actually Base Window as well. So, you know, Samuel L. Jackson, clearly black. So, uh, and uh, from, what I, from, from what I've been told, there are actually other uh, black sort of extras sort of in the background and stuff like that. So, you know, take a leap. But anyway, so the two major black characters, Lando and, and uh, Mace... Uh, and uh, so, because so there is a um, sort of a, there's like there's a long-standing sort of racist uh, stance that uh, all black people know each other and uh, we're all related to each other and and you know and and it is and it was suggested that it was racist as, as because because they're suggesting that the only black character in the new film is related to the only you know, to one of the only uh, two black characters in the original film that you know it's like you know that they were they were basically uh, perpetuating that stereotype. There you go. There's my my big words of the day. <laughs> um, and uh, the reason that annoyed me, <laughs> the reason that because because it's clearly not true, right? So it's I mean not only is that stereotype not true, it's ridiculous, but uh, it's it's there's nothing there's nothing wrong with suggesting that uh, Finn is related to Lando in the in the realms of the Star Wars universe. The Star Wars, the the whole point of the Star Wars mythology is the Skywalker family, and then by extension, their friends. The the whole focus of these movies is the Skywalker generations. So to have that sort of Marvel movie effect, where you know everybody's related to everybody else, is not racist. It's not offensive. It's the way this universe works. Everybody is related to everybody else. Yeah. So, or at least friends of them. The girls related to Luke, obviously. Well, well, maybe, maybe, maybe or maybe not. So that's that's the thing. So, there's, there, I mean, there's the the, the rumor is that Ray, um, who is who you assume is the is the girl. <laughs> so the so the character I've tried of Ray to be too informed before right. I see the movie um, <laughs> is is supposedly related to either a Luke or b Leia and Han. Right, so it's a pretty safe bet that she's the daughter of Leia and Han, or if you know JJ pulls pulls a bit of a twist and makes it she's actually the daughter of Luke. You know, whatever the case may be. I mean, that's once again that's not really either all. They're still all related. They're all still related. So, and when that was suggested, there was no outrage. It was like, oh, this is cool. You know, generations, the Skywalker family, all that sort of stuff. So, I mean, I, I just want to I just want to throw it out. One of the comments that was throw, that was thrown out is like, uh, you know. You know, not all black people know each other, and you know, it's it's like well, well, with the you know, no, nobody nobody got upset when it was suggested that Ray's characters were related to the Skywalkers. So you do know that not all white people know each other, right? I mean, it's I mean, it's just it's just a fact of life, and it's and, but more importantly, it's a fact of the Star Wars universe that this is the sort of thing that happens. I have to say, um, Australians and New Zealanders cop a bit of that too. If you go overseas, they go, "Oh, you're from Australia. You must know such and such." Yeah, that's so true. I didn't, uh, <laughs> I didn't even think about that for this rant. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> we actually get that at work. We have a lot of. That's funny you say that. We have a lot of Kiwis at work, and the first thing that comes up in conversation when a new Kiwi is introduced is whether they know any of the other Kiwis. <laughs> it's like New Zealand's a big place. <laughs> 
Um, anyway, so it's yeah, bitty place. <laughs> Otisburg. <laughs> um, so <laughs> anyway, so obviously this is not much of a dude rage because we're having a bit of a laugh about it now. But I mean, I was, I was, I was furious at the time, and uh, you know, it just, it just. It just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense to be a, a, to, to call it racist because it clearly is not. Black people have black babies. You know, it's just it's a simple fact of life. So if his Lando is his, his, his father, who cares? At the end of the day, who gives a crap? So, I mean, I, I simply, I mean, I don't care if, she, if he is related to Lando, then, you know, awesome. If he's not related to Lando, it doesn't matter. It really it does not matter in the slightest in the grand context of the, of the you know, the grand scheme of the movies. Yeah, he's still an awesome, he still looks like an awesome character. I don't know. I mean, he could be a terrible character, but in terms of the trailers and stuff, I think he looks pretty cool. Save your indignation for where it really matters. Yeah. Anyway. So, that's my rant. <laughs> it wasn't that much of a rage, but anyway. Racism is stupid, and call, but even worse, implying racism where there is none is even more stupid. I guess that's what I'll end on. So let's move on to our uh, podcasts and uh, radio shows and, you know, that sort of stuff. A happy topic. Yeah, we'll go on to more of a happy topic. So I just, I wanted to make this, uh, you know, a little bit broader. Originally it was just going to be sort of like our top five podcasts, um, but uh, I wanted to include, you know, YouTube and radio and, you know, Crystal listens to a lot of radio and, you know, that sort of stuff. And also, I, I personally, I don't know about you, um, but I sort of took out the top five element of it. I basically just listed the, you know, the five that I liked the most. But I haven't got them in any sort of particular order. Mine are kind of in an order. All right, cool. Yeah. All right, um, so so yeah, so just a disclaimer. Obviously, we're not talking about uh, our shows, <laughs> so we don't put... It goes without saying, ours <laughs> are number one. Yeah, well, that's right. <laughs> NCP number one, ECN number two, <laughs> you know, Mojo number three, and it sort of just goes on from there. No, 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 they're all equal number one. Oh, I like it. I like, <laughs> you, I like your uh, diplomacy. Uh, but so, yeah, so obviously we're not talking about any of the shows on the Undercast Network, so uh, the, the, awesome, the awesomeness that is the Undercast cast network obviously we're all brilliant everyone agrees they're all number one picks we're all number one i know i like it. you you said you said much better than me much better than me they're all number one but so uh yeah so we'll get to uh, ladies first okay well interesting you buried up the topic because mine actually ended up being all podcasts oh well, there you go <laughs> go one to five because i think that'll make more sense in in, in the narrative okay <laughs> cool <laughs> The narrative. (laughs) Okay, so I'll pick this one uh, as my number one because it's the one I listen to every week without fail, unless I'm otherwise occupied, like overseas or something. Right. (laughs) (laughs) The Skeptic's Guide to the Universe. Cool. Now, I came across this show after, well, I was looking for something else to listen to after I'd finished listening to all the Get This podcasts. Get This was a radio show on uh, the Triple M Network in Australia, Triple M Radio Network in Australia, mm-hmm. um, hosted by Tony Martin and Ed, Ed Cavalier. Um, very, very funny show, very nerdy. It's strange having it on Triple M because it really didn't seem to quite fit. Mm. They're constantly making fun of the music and weren't allowed to play the music they wanted. But anyway, that ended. I listened to all the podcasts over and over again and then decided I needed something new. And I found this one and I liked the look of it because it said The Skeptic's Guide to the Universe. And that's sort of like, oh, that kind of sounds a bit like me. And it it sounds a bit like The uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. So, (laughs) which is where they got the name from. Which is what I assume they got it from. Yes. So, yeah, it it is a cool name. Skeptics Guide to the University is a science-based podcast that promotes critical thinking, um, and it's hosted by Dr. Stephen Novella, 
along with his brothers Bob and Jay and Evan Bernstein and new rogue Kara, whose last name I've suddenly forgotten because she's quite new. Okay. She's replacing uh, Rebecca Watson. Uh, it's they, they cover a wide range of topics. So it's, as I say, it's basically science-based. And um, uh, like, because Stephen is uh, a neurologist, so he, he a neurologist, a neurologist. Okay. So he's, sorry, he's a neurologist. No, neuro, no. neurologist. Yep. Other end. The other end. <laughs> <laughs> hence, 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 the doctor in his name. Um, and, and they talk about all sorts of wide-ranging topics, from breaking science news to. Uh, alternative medicine and uh, they first brought attention to me the anti-vaxxer movement many many years ago and mm. so in, in this and and also brought attention to me the skeptical movement i didn't i was not aware there was a movement of people out there that thought similarly to me so are they anti-anti-vaxxer they're anti-anti-vaxxer so they are in fact pro-vaccine pro-vaccine <laughs> they're pro whatever the science the scientific consensus says right um which i think is a is a good do they ever go against the scientific consensus? That'd be an interesting episode. No. What are they? Did, is Pluto still a star? Uh, still a planet? <laughs> Pluto's a dwarf planet. Is Pluto a dwarf planet? Yes. So did they get upset when Pluto was downgraded? I don't think they were pleased. Oh, I like it. Especially, I like these guys. I, I, I can't remember, but I've got a, I've got an idea that Bob particularly wasn't pleased. Bob Bob's the um, he's sort of he's an amateur, but he's he's the astro sort of physicist guy that like anything nano he's onto it gotcha. um yeah so um i've learned a lot through listening to these guys and will continue to do so um which leads me on to my next podcast is the geologic podcast by george harab um i stopped listening to this for a while i can't remember why i think it's because i'd overloaded myself with podcasts and some just had to go Gotcha. And I've just started re-listening to him again. Um, I found out about George Rubb because he's often a guest on the Skeptics Guide to the Universe. George is a, uh, a drummer, guitarist slash composer. Um, he has uh, had about six solo albums and he is in a band called the Philadelphia Funk Authority. Awesome. And, and it's, it's more of a, compared to the Skeptics Guide, it's more of a quirky, laid-back sort of podcast, but he does have skeptics like uh, has skeptics like he has question, he has segments like uh, ask George where people send in questions obviously mm. and, and ask George something <laughs> um, interesting fauna where I find uh, he just you know, he'll find something interesting for that week to talk about that fauna um, one of my favourite segments is religious moron of the week <laughs> what. And George is George is cool. He does all his own voiceovers and things. He does little character voices, and and you know he's really he gets in, going into it. He's like into the sound stuff because he's a he's a muso. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, religious moral of the week. Uh, uh, one of the most recent ones I heard about was um, some nuns had decided to close an orphanage because they did not want uh, gay parents to be able to adopt the children. That's pretty stupid. Yeah, so better to have them remain orphans. That's insane. That's crazy. So that's that's the sort of thing he's talking about. Yeah, he's not just picking on religious people. Um, right. Yeah, he picks out on the um, bad ones. Gotcha. Pulls out the bad seeds. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Moving on to number three, uh, Radio Free Burrito, which is a uh, sporadic podcast. <laughs> It's a bit of a new episode recently. Yes, there's a couple of new episodes I haven't wow. listened to yet. Sporadic podcast by uh, a friend of Nerds Everywhere, Will Wheaton. 
I, I, I like it. I mean, he, he, he sort of mixes it up. He, the first, first light was sort of, uh, sounded a bit more planned and he's got little segments and things he inserts and some of them he sort of, like one particular one I remember, which I found quite interesting, is he just decided to record stuff while he was wandering around the house doing household chores, washing the dishes and things. And um, He's done a couple with his wife, Anne, which I, I really liked I, and it made me feel better about doing uh, when we have episodes when it's just David and myself. Cool. Because I thought, well, the husband and wife chemistry really works for them, so I think it could really work for us as well. Does it? And I think it does. Yay. Yay. We have that sort of to and fro. Um, so yeah, he just talks about Will Wooten-related stuff, stuff he's interested in, some, some of the stuff I'm not interested in because he's a big gamer. Um, yeah, it's, and it's just a nice little podcast. Sometimes brings um, brings brings to my attention some music I've never heard of before. And cool. It's, it's cool. Um, number four on my list, uh, Disgruntless Time by friend of the show, Jazz Twemlow. Um, listeners might remember that Jazz was on our show quite some episodes ago back now when we did our um, our Star Wars recast. No, was, was it Star Wars recast? Yep. Star Wars recast. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, but his, his podcast is a bit more politically orientated um, and it's probably the only Australian one that I listen to. Um, and even and jazz is not Australian, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but it, it talks a lot. Uh, well, he is it? now. We've, we've we've adopted him. Yeah, we'll, we'll call him our own. Yeah, forget about immigration, jazz. We've just said you can stay. <laughs> yeah, we say you can stay. <laughs> <laughs> um, he he talks about Australian politics, uh, uh, and uh, as the name suggests, uh, he gets a bit ranty, uh, yeah. <laughs> which I, I quite enjoy. And, and if you're interested in Australian politics, or even just in Australia in general. Um, it's worth checking out what Jazz has to say. Number five is a, a, like a, there's two there, but neither of which I have listened to recently, but I'll put them on the list because they're both podcasts I've enjoyed. There's Radio Lab, which is hosted by Jad Abumrad, and I'm really certain I've said that wrong, and Robert Krolwich. Um, it's originally started out as a radio show out of New York City, and it's now probably running about 300 stations across the U.S., um, and it's sort of got a philosophical, philosophical and scientific sort of bent, and it's it's put together like uh, Jad is also a sound guy, and he just he makes sort of soundscapes, and, and, and he sort of like makes a visual picture out of the story that they're telling. It's really quite interesting, and also it could be a little meditative, cool um, to listen to, um, and cognitive dissonance um, to to. to really tip that on its head cognitive dissonance if you if you're in a angry sort of ranty mood and you just want to hear people just ranting and raving about stuff this was the podcast for you this is hosted by tom and cecil or if you're american it's pronounced cecil mm-hmm. um and i'll just read you the blurb that they have on their uh, uh podcast page and it will give you an idea of what they're on about Every episode, we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, scepticism and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big or makes us mad. It's sceptical, it's political, and there is no welcome that. So really, they're sort of the same as they're pulling their punches and they just rant and rave about anything that makes them mad. Not suitable for work, lots <laughs> of swearing. <laughs> so you cheated, you've got six. I did cheat. <laughs> but I, just, I, have, I haven't listened to Radio Lab or Cognitive Dissonance in quite some time. Mm. But don't make it back. It sounds like my sort, of ep- my sort of podcast. 
They do sound a bit like your angry man. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right. Uh, for mine, uh, mine I have aren't in any sort of particular rank, uh, sort of ranking, like I said. So I'm just going to start from the start and sort of work my way down. Uh, I've got a, a movie. Uh, okay. So starting with a YouTube show uh, called Movie Bob. Uh, Movie Bob is a uh, is a film reviewer. Uh, he also he also does else, uh, sort of other sort of reviews as well um, in uh, his other shows. He's got he's actually got three shows that I know of: uh, Movie Bob reviews, um, The Big Picture, and Escape to the Movies. In my opinion, Movie Bob is the best movie reviewer I've ever heard. Uh, I think he is uh, incredibly incitive, uh, insightful, um, and uh, and just really creative in uh, how he goes about uh, his reviews. I don't always agree with him, which is you know, which is a, a good thing. I mean, it's a bit, uh, I'm always appreciative of how how he goes about his reviews and and uh, what he has to say and 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 yeah, his insight in these reviews. I, I just think he's absolutely amazing, and uh, I really highly, highly recommend that you check him out. Is he the angry man? Yeah, he's the angry guy. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't always. He's not always angry. I like I like how at the end at the end of his angry reviews. He has a thing. It's like movie Bob can be happy too. <laughs> Check out these reviews. <laughs> Next up, I've got a Star Wars centric podcast called "The Fools That Follow." Um, now uh, we have uh, Star Wars news on our show. Obviously, we have Star Wars related stuff. Uh, like I said, episode one seventy four is going to be all about episode seven. Um, we're good, but these guys, <laughs> these guys are amazing when it comes to Star Wars related stuff. They're just they're all over it. If it's any Star Wars related, they will discuss it. So, uh, and you know, it's a good show to boot. They're they're cool dudes. Um, they're very entertaining, and they're also you know very informative. So, um, if you want any Star Wars related stuff, and if we haven't covered it already, then the fools that follow are the place to go. They really are quite good. Next up, I've got Creature Feature Podcast. Uh, this is a, a is like as the name suggests, it is a podcast, and. Uh, uh, basically, what it is, it's it's set. It, it's it's designed to be like an old school uh, movie show, it's sort of like the double feature sci-fi things that they used to have on American television back in the fifties. So it would be introduced so by like a character, you know, like Elvira or you know mm. that sort of the Crypt Keeper or whatever that sort of sort of situation was. And then you know, they would show a movie, and then it, then it would cut back to the to the host, and the host makes some sort of you know some sort of comments, usually com- comical sort of stuff. And then they'd have a sort of a, you know another movie, sort of like you know late night double feature sci fi type stuff. And um, I love it. I, just, I love. I mean, I love you know as 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 people know, I love the 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 fifties. In you know fifties and sixties and seventies sci-fi sort of sort of stuff, and I just love this. I just I love the 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 general format of it. Uh, it's um, it's very well produced. Uh, it doesn't come out it doesn't come out as often as as I would like, but uh, it is uh, a lot of fun every time I listen to it. Creature feature podcast sounds very it theatrical. It's very cool, and they know their stuff. Like the three the, the three guys that are on there, they just they know what they're talking about, and it's uh, and that's what I love. I love that sort of stuff. Uh, next up, I've got a dose of Buckley. Uh, it's a, another a YouTube show uh, hosted by Buckley. Uh, he's a Canadian, and uh, he's much like myself. He has sort of like you know sort of angry rants <laughs> and stuff. And uh, he's he's awesome. He's I mean he's he's funny. I and uh, I agree with what he says 
99% of the time, which is pretty amazing. Um, so obviously uh, we have very, very similar sort of, sort of thinking. Um, and uh, yeah, he's very, he's very popular and uh, I highly recommend you check it out. He's, my favourite part of his stuff is uh, the musical autopsies. Uh, I find them quite, quite informative, but he'll basically talk about anything that just sort of, you know, jumps out at him. He's the other angry guy. He's the other guy. He's, the other <laughs> uh, he's good. Uh, and uh, last but definitely not least, uh, just the fifth one I've got is the Drunken Beardsman. Uh, so they're uh, as, the, as the title suggests, it's, 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 the, it's probably the greatest title out of, out of all of them. Is uh, they're uh, two guys who uh, talk about beards, and sort of beard culture and maintaining your beard and sort of beard sort of products. And beer and, you know, other alcohol-related sort of stuff. So beer, so it's basically... It <laughs> really doesn't sound like you at all. That's no, it's, 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 these are Neither of these topics are my sort of thing. I don't drink beer. I actually can't stand beer. Um, and my beard is not something to get excited about. It's mainly just a, basically because I'm just too, too lazy shaved. to shave. <laughs> but uh, but I, lo- I love these guys. I just, I just think it's it's a show that works. And, and I think that's a, a, a great indication of of the show, the, the fact that the show works is that Neither of those topics are related to me in any way, yet I still find it informative and you know entertaining more than anything else. It really is amazing. So, like the the appeal of Top Gear, if you're not into cars, people still watch it. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, although I, I don't. <laughs> There's nothing else on. I might watch it. <laughs> I'm just not a fan at all. Uh, so uh, since uh, Crystal Chi didn't have a sixth one, I'm going to have a couple of special mentions. Uh, so Is these that a precedent? Are, yeah. Well, these well these are other shows that I listen to as well. They just didn't make into the five. So, okay. but uh, but they're all good in their own way. Uh, we've got uh, Australia's own Forty Two Geek Street. They're they're it's, it's a great little great little podcast uh, that has uh, made the move into television on uh, Australia's Channel Thirty One. Uh, they're cool dudes. Um, Ren, it's hosted by it's hosted by uh, Ren and Mike and uh, and yeah, they're going strong. I mean, they made the move into television, which is you know pretty amazing stuff. Really, really cool. Uh, Ren's uh, an awesome dude and friend of the show. And uh, uh, Mike, actually, uh, just a, a quick shout out to Mike. Um, he has recently undergone surgery to remove um, some brain a brain tumor or some brain cancer or something. Um, so he's uh, in rehab at the moment, and uh, he's going strong. So uh, all our love uh, to Mike. Just uh, he's 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 fine. He's pulling he's pulling through, but uh, he still you know, he has to go through the chemo and stuff like that. So, but uh, he's kicking ass as he always does. He's a cool dude. So all the best to him. Um, the other one is Story Breakers. Uh, they do something that I just I find uh, very interesting. Is they basically take. Uh, they create sequels um, or alternate versions of films that already that, that exist. So, for example, they did a, a sequel to Escape from New York. So, Escape from New York and Escape from LA. And so, they did they did a, a third a third film. Um, was I now suddenly can't remember. It's pretty embarrassing, but I can't remember where he was escaping from. Escape from Melbourne. Escape from Melbourne. <laughs> <laughs> I think it, I think it was more along the lines of escape from from Chicago or something. I don't know, but it was it was hilarious. Uh, but they also did um, escape from Bandura. <laughs> you, know, you don't you don't want to escape from Bandura. Bandura's fine. It's escape from Preston or you know Fra- Frankston, Essex. Escape from Frana. Um, yeah. So yeah. So they're uh, they're actually they're quite quite talented. So check them out. And uh, John's Horror Corner. 
which is, uh, as the name suggests, a horror-centric uh, podcast. They're uh, they're um, going great, guys. They're, they're actually fairly new, and uh, they're, they're already uh, you know, kicking butt in terms of you know, listeners and, and stuff like that. And, uh, and they're cool. They, um, they cover a, basically a niche that we don't really cover a lot on this show. So. Is that my fault? It is your fault. <laughs> I looked right at you as I was saying it. We don't really cover horror well, on this no show. There's no one else here to look at. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't stop you from co- covering World of Warcraft. Yeah, well, that's true. <laughs> because, bugger it, it's my show, goddammit. <laughs> so it's just a shame uh, Bo wasn't here to, to do his ones, because I'm sure he has a whole heap of them. I mean, he's, I, I guarantee he would, have in, he would have mentioned The Instance, which is a Warcraft podcast. Um, so okay, so I'll, I'll try. Can we, we try to preempt with all the stuff that he still listens to? Yeah. Um, what's the other one? What's the other Warcraft one that he listens to? I don't know. Something about something about raiding, <laughs> ready to raid or something. Yeah, something like that. Raiders of the Lost Warcraft. No. <laughs> <laughs> nice try, but uh, no, it's not. It's not about it's not about ready. I was trying to think of a Warcraft term, and all I could think of was Warcraft. <laughs> and they're both good. They're both good podcasts. So uh, yeah, if you're into Warcraft, but by all means, check them out. They're good. And I should, I should have got some other sort of movie, uh, music related ones in there and stuff. Yeah, but anyway, I will have links to all of those shows in the show notes. So if you're interested in any of them, it, uh, you can just follow the links through the show. It's Bo. It's Bo. No, it's not. <laughs> As is uh, Skype's want, <laughs> it's crashed on us. He's back. It's Bo. Hello, Bo. Hey, how's it going? It's yeah. going good. How's it going with you? Busy man. <laughs> We just we just finished telling everybody that you weren't going to join us, and here you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I uh, rushed home from work to try to get here. You know what screwed us up is is a the holiday season makes me close like an hour later than usual, and then b uh, you know our time changes. Yeah, you guys you guys went back an hour, and we went back we went forward an hour, so like we're off by like three hours today than what we normally would be. Right, that's not very good. <laughs> Not good at all, man. <laughs> oh, I just, uh, I just, I know that everybody's hearts were breaking when I started this. Started saying that Bo wasn't going to be with us, and and uh, I, but now that you're here, yeah, you're ready, I, I felt the disturbance in the force. I could tell. It, it a was collective sigh of, of, of remorse that I wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, we just um, finished talking about um, your our. Podcasts that we listen to, our other podcasts and stuff. I even tried to say some of the ones that I think you actually listen to, but uh, but now that you're here, you can give us your own. Uh, I listen to um, the Morning Stream. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of that. No. The Morning Stream on the Frog Pants Network. That's probably my favorite podcast as far as like um, you know I, they they do a show like three times, three or four times a week. So um, it's one of those shows that you know when I'm getting ready for work in the morning. I know that more than likely they don't do it every day, but more than likely there's a new episode up, um, and so I can't say I listen to every single one, but you know I listen to a lot of them. Three or four times a week, wow! <laughs> yeah, yeah, three or four times a week. They're they're really doing it over there. <laughs> well, I did. Uh, um, and I, I another, I'm com- trying to think of ones that are just kind of interesting that are kind of outside the norm. Ah, um, I did. I did mention the two Warcraft ones that you listen to, the um, Instance and what's the other yeah, one? Yeah, the Instance. Scott Johnson that does the instance also does the morning stream. Oh, right. Um, well, there you go. Same, 
network, yeah. Go. Um, and uh, kind of one that's kind of off the wall and unusual. Recently, I just finished um, a podcast called Serial, which was Ooh. it's basically a twelve episode mini series. It's not like an ongoing podcast. Yeah. Um, and it's it's all got to do with like um, there was this guy um, that that is in jail right now for uh, killing his girlfriend, and he's been in jail for fifteen years at the time that they recorded the podcast. And he basically calls the host of the podcast, and they talk about his case. And the host of the podcast goes and interviews um, other people related to the crime. She talks to uh, people that investigated the crime. Um, and um, you know, the conclusion of this podcast is not necessarily that um, that Anon, the guy's name is Anon. It, it, the conclusion is not necessarily that Anon is innocent, but that there seems to be reasonable doubt in such a way that it's it's almost alarming that he's in prison for. For life just based on what little evidence they have um so that's a pretty cool show i, I feel like uh, a lot of people even people who aren't into podcasting would probably dig that just because it's kind of a, it's a mysterious kind of intriguing story um mm. told over 12 episodes so it's uh it's called serial i i think it's uh i can't remember i, I want to say it's npr but it might not be npr it's this american life this american life um cool. it's a pretty cool podcast awesome uh it's so good having you on man <laughs> yeah, sorry I couldn't do the whole show. Yeah, that's cool. Let's uh, move on to Clash of Champions. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble! Alright, Clash of Champions, round 11. Uh, before we get to round 11, we actually need to re- uh, declare the winner from round 10. I don't know if you remember, because it was actually uh, a few episodes back now, but uh, round 10, we couldn't decide a winner between Legolas and Snake Eyes. Uh, so we put it to the votes, put it to the Facebook, and uh, people have responded. So thanks to uh, our listeners, we can actually declare a winner now. So who do you uh, who do you think was it? Legolas or Snake Eyes? Legolas. No, Snake Eyes, by a landslide. <laughs> it wasn't even a competition. There was like one Legolas vote. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, Snake Eyes, winner of round 10, so he will move on. Congratulations, Snake Eyes. I'm sure you're proud. <laughs> Dude doesn't approve. <laughs> no, I'm cool. I'm actually I'm cool with it. I can, I can see. I can see how Snake Eyes would win. He basically has all of Legolas' abilities <laughs> and, and an Uzi. <laughs> so, yeah, it's victory. Um, so I'm sure by the end of it, he's, you know, bristled with uh, arrows sticking out of him and stuff, but uh, still. Boromir style. Boromir style. I was like, yeah, I was, I was just thinking Boromir style. <laughs> but uh, anyway, moving on to round 11. So round 11 is Batgirl, Cassandra Cain, uh, versus Riddick. Yeah, because uh, I'm lazy. <laughs> I'm going to cut out the uh, the uh, abilities of uh, Batgirl. But the same thing I did for Legolas and Snake Eyes. And worse. So I'll cut out the, those from the, the previous episodes and, and uh, put them into this. So, uh, yeah, here's their abilities. I intentionally went with the the, the pre-mind white, rewired version of Cassandra because uh, because when she gets her... She basically... The, a, a psychic makes her able for her to learn how to speak. Um, but that means she also then loses her ability to read her opponent. So before that, she she can actually she can predict what you're about to do before you do it uh, in yeah. a, in a combat situation. So without that ability, she doesn't really stand much of a chance. So, but she has that, and she kicks a lot of butt. When she has that ability, she goes up against Batman, and it's a draw. Uh, she also goes up against nobody beats Batman. Deathstroke, and that's also a draw. So Deathstroke is actually unable to during the, the first fight with Deathstroke. Deathstroke can't hit her. I like, can't land a blow because she just keeps blocking everything. 
So Riddick, uh, Riddick is a Furian who's uh, is basically a humanoid but with enhanced abilities. So he has uh, enhanced speed, uh, enhanced strength, uh, durability, stamina, healing, that sort of stuff. Not, I mean, not to Wolverine type levels, but he is faster than a normal human. He's definitely stronger than a normal human because he can uh, lift a couple of tons. His healing factor is is pretty good. He basically at one point he he gets he breaks his leg in half and then sort of holds himself up in uh, an abandoned tomb so that the print the hounds don't get to him. And then the next day he's basically essentially back to normal. So he's you know he's he's pretty damn good. Is that his healing factor or is that just bad movie making? Well, he, he does it quite, quite a number of times, okay. so, so it is definitely a healing factor. Okay. Bad yeah. movie making. No, no, that, that's an excellent point, because we're going to bring that up in a second. He's, a, he's basically, essentially, he's a highly skilled predator. I mean, he's, he's, he's the most dangerous prisoner in the universe. And that's the whole, the, the, basically the whole point of his character, is that he says he can't be contained. Every time he just gets captured, he escapes. He's the only person to ever escape from Botany Bay. Does he bleed? He does bleed, then yes. Then can kill it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you're so good at this. Um, yes, he can be killed. He's not immortal. Um, he can also be hurt as well. Uh, but so, so I'll just go through some uh, some things for some of the feats that I found for him. He's uh, uh, he's extremely mobile and stealthy, especially for someone of his size. Has a vast knowledge of how to kill almost any humanoid in a variety of ways. He's an extreme survivalist, and is notoriously hard to contain. When you said survivalist, I pictured Bear Grylls. <laughs> yeah, well, he's basically he's Bear Grylls on steroids. Um, so the part of the survivalist, thing, to give you an idea, is he um, he's uh, he gets left trapped on this planet with no way off, and there's this creature that lives in this in this in the war in liquid, and uh, and it's it's essentially a scorpion, right? It's like a like a sea scorpion type deal. He intentionally he, and it's poisonous, so he intentionally poisons himself in small doses just to make him ill, to sort of build up a. An immunity. An immunity to it. So then later on when he's fighting it, it's stabbing him. I mean, it hurts because it's stabbing him, but he doesn't get affected by the poison. So he's vaccinated well. himself. Yeah, <laughs> which is pretty sweet. It's pretty cool, actually. Um, so there's, there's other things like that. So he basically, he's going to survive for, you know, for a very long time without any food or water and stuff like that. Uh, basically, he's, he's essentially a killing machine, um, especially with his knives. He has uh, dual blades uh, that are his preferred weapons. Uh, they're not special metal of any kind. They're basically just knives. Uh, so with a knife, he's pretty much he's pretty much unstoppable. But uh, in hand to hand sort of stuff, um, he's not really shown using uh, ranged weapons all that much. In fact, if I can't remember seeing him do it once. Uh, now going back to what you were saying before about um, is that bad movie writing in the second movie, which is awful. Chronicles of Riddick's terrible stuff. Um, he has an AOE ability that you never see before and you never see again. <laughs> so, so we're going to discount that. He doesn't have that ability. For anybody who wants to bring that up, he, I'm just saying it now, he doesn't have it. Should He should clearly use it in the third film. He never does. And so it's like, wow, well, fuck, they must have just forgotten it. I was just he got lucky that one time. Yeah. I was thinking more it's like Superman that. throwing that thing on his chest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the cellophane is... <laughs> I was thinking more along the lines of someone in a TV show they get injured and then in the next episode they're fine. Yeah. Um, so, but he's uh, some would say his most important ability is the ability to see in the dark. So yeah, it's it's a bit confusing exactly how he come up, comes about this ability. It's called shining. Uh, he gets his eyes shine in the games, uh, in, in particularly one, one game, Escape from Botany Bay, which is an awesome game by the way. He um, he's surgically his eyes are surgically altered to allow him to see in the dark, um, and. 
that in the movies it's it's hinted as being a, an actual genetic trait of his car, you know, caste of, of of people. But anyway, regardless, regardless of how he gets it, he can see in the dark. Um, so he has super night vision. Like the night is essentially day for him. Um, so none of this infrared bullshit. He's, he actually is just, it's basically just like being in daylight. Obviously, the offset of that would be that if he gets uh, blinded by some bright light, it actually affects him quite, like more than it would a normal person. So even if he turns his head, he's still going to get affected in some way. So keep that in mind. Okay. So there you go. So <laughs> Red 11, Batgirl versus Riddick, the arena, 1800 by 1800 feet island. About four city blocks, 450 feet by 450 feet, filled with typical city stuff, buildings, warehouses, shops, cars, etc. Covered by a force field reaching up 700 kilometres. And space. Yes, which is high <laughs> enough for space. Those civilians are present. Fight! 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 Sorry, I went into a bit of Mortal Kombat. Sorry about that. Hayoken! No, that's Street Fighter. That's only the right word. You're so cute. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, so what do you reckon? So this is this is clearly uh, a Malay fight. So not even sort of waiting for them to get into Malay. This is basically the there has to be Malay. Um, Riddick uses his knives. Batgirl uses her fists and her feet, sort of stuff. So um, I think Riddick's going to want to try and get the advantage because he can see in the dark, and as far as he is aware, she can't. So he'll try and he'll go to a dark area. And then wait for her to come to him. Subway. <laughs> you're obsessed with the subway. The subway is dark. That is true. We can't deny that. So you reckon he'll go to a subway. Just for the sake of variety, can we try somewhere else? An alley. Yeah, what if it's daylight? Alley's still going to be quite bright. Museum of Natural History. What? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right, well, stick with the, stick with the subway. Try, so I'm trying to think of dark places. Well, like, you know, abandoned warehouses and, you know, basements. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Anyway, okay, we'll stick with the subway. It's fine. Uh, obviously, because we're at a bit of a loss. But, uh, so, yeah, so, uh, once again, so he's gone, he's gone down to a subway. We're not talking Grand Central Station here, obviously. We're talking, you know, an actual... Just Central what Station. <laughs> I, I like to call it Grand Central Station because it's quite grand. No, actually, you're right. It's Central Park. Yeah, cop that. Yeah, I was paying attention. I'm so used to you getting it wrong. <laughs> terrible. Terrible thing to say. Anyway, so, yeah, so, Riddick, he's gone down into a subway, and I mean, like, not just the actual subway platform, like, he's actually just, he's gone, like, down the tunnels type deal. Where it's dark. Where it's very dark. So there are no civilians present, so obviously the trains aren't running. Let's let's say the trains are running, just for, just for a variety. Why would the trains be running? I don't know. On on, uh, on they're auto. On, they're on auto. <laughs> Do the trains in New York run on auto? You gotta have, no, you have a driver. driver. <laughs> oh, okay, right. There's no train driver. That's a shame. I've got to have someone get thrown in front of a train. That would be awesome. <laughs> throw Mama in front of the train. No, not. Let's throw Mama from the train. <laughs> Poor Mama. God, that movie's terrible. <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, so they're in the subway. There's no trains running because there's no civilians present. And uh, she has to basically come to him. How's she going to find him? Has she got bat sensors? Actually, you know what? We'll make it he's sort of hanging around the front of a subway. Bat sensors. Well, Spider-Man's <laughs> got spidey sensors. That's a fair question. That is a fair question. Um, no, she doesn't. Uh, so we'll say he sort of hangs around sort of the front area so that she can see him and then dashes down into the subway. Okay, because, yeah. 
Otherwise, otherwise, she's not going to know, is she? She's not no. going to search the entire area. No. Batman has a, a utility belt with all sorts of things on it. Does she mm. have some sort of like tracking device with her? A tracking device. So a some tricorder sort of like or something? Loco- locator type deal. A tricorder, no. <laughs> um, does she have some sort of locating device? I you know what? I don't know. GPS. I'll, I'll, I'll go so far as I'm actually not aware. She would probably have something along the lines of if she tagged someone, she could then follow them mm-hmm. electronically, but she'd have to tag him first, and by that time they might as well just fight anyway. So yeah. um, so I'd say, I'll, I'll say no. She definitely doesn't have any sort of bat echolocation type pet powers. So, so yeah, so he hands her on the front, he runs down. Because unlike Spider-Man, she wasn't actually bitten by a bat, so she didn't get the bat powers. No, she's essentially just a ninja. Yeah. Yeah. We will, of course, that funky dresses up predicting like a bat. what you do stuff. He dresses up like a bat, you know, yeah, like Becca. Yeah. So, yeah, so she goes down after him. He's hiding in the shadows. Even though she can predict what people are going to do, she won't, she's not watching him, and so she's not going to predict their surprise attack. He's going to go for a surprise attack, right? That's well, what he, Reed does stab not, in the back, of the back of the spine. He's not hiding in the shadows because he's a feared. No, he's a feared. I like that. <laughs> English. Uh, no, no, of course not. No, he's hiding in the shadows because that's his natural environment. That's the sort, yeah. of, sort of thing he does. So, so he'd be, he's like in an alcove sort of type stuff, like a maintenance area type thing. And, you know, she's she's, she's, she's going down. So that, yeah, so the deal is that he'll come from behind and, you know, stab her in the back of the spine or something to that effect. So her predict what you're going to do powers don't come into effect. But... She does, she's still no idiot, so she knows that he's going to be hiding in the shadows to attack her. So she'll be alert. Yeah, so she'll still, still be alert. So she walks past, he leaps out for the attack. Is she good enough, knowing that she's going to be attacked at some point and is alert, is she good enough to dodge that attack, or is he good enough to actually inflict some damage and wound her from the outset? Well, I'll use some movie logic and say she would dodge the first attack. You think she does it? Hmm. Because otherwise, it's over then and there. Yeah, I, so yeah. I'm glad to say that. I, I don't think it, I don't think it'd be over, but it'd be heavily weighed in Riddick's favour. Well, if he stabs her in the spine, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty bad. <laughs> so what? About, so how about this? How, how about? Because uh, I don't think she'd dodge it completely, but I definitely think. I mean, he, I mean, he's pretty good, but also she's also very good. So I'd, I'd say she'd she'd make it so that the stab in the spine doesn't happen, but she's still stabbed. So she moves out of the way so he misses her spine, but he's still sliced. Like, she still has, like, a massive slice in her side or, you know, or something to that effect. Okay. Well, if he's just sliced her side open, now she's not happy. I think he's made her mad now. Mad! <laughs> mad as in insane or mad as in angry? As in angry, she yeah. wants him dead now. Well, I've, I've, seen, I've seen her angry, so uh, and yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Now she's uh, furious, but also bleeding like mad. So mm. now it's hand to hand in the dark. She's got to stop the bleeding, though. She's got to, yeah, she's got to stop the bleeding. So I actually think she'd retreat at this point. Like really bad wound. She can't see in the dark, so she can't. So her whole, whole reading, you know, reading of movement and stuff, mm. gone. I think she's in a bit of trouble. She needs a medipack. Retreat. A medipack. <laughs> You're obsessed with Star Trek. <laughs> no, I was thinking more on, in, a, in a gaming world. Like oh, your, I like it. Your medipack, so she can respawn. <laughs> well, I think I think it's retreat. Retreat. Yeah. Retreat and and treat her wound. Yeah. Retreat and somehow try to find some. But there's a ridicule really retreat. Well, that's the thing. He'd be going after. Bro, what do you what do you reckon? Does he have some kind of like like super speed? Can he run really fast? Uh, no, so he's no, no, no super speed. So yeah, so I, I, 
No, I don't. I don't think he can catch up to her. I, I think she's too. She's she's got the maneuverability over him. Oh yeah, that's so true. She's quite, she's bleeding quite badly though. She's bleeding. She is bleeding quite badly. Yeah, but she is also faster. I think. I think she's pretty quick. Yeah. So so we so we reckon she actually does manage to get up out of the subway before he can catch her. I think so. But then so then it's so he catches her and then. She's got to fight. He's not going to be able. He's not. She's not going to be able to get away fast enough to get medical attention before he takes her down. So I think yeah. she's. So then it comes down to a fight. So we're now up in the street. It's still a fight, yeah, but and she's really badly wounded. Like, like is he like whenever he gets in the sunlight, he's blind, or or is it that he can see in the dark, but he can also see in the light? He can see in the light, but he has to wear these uh, special goggles so that he doesn't go blind. Oh, what if she takes out the goggles? So if she, so yeah, so if she, I, th- I think she will try and take the goggles off, and then take him out. But he's, uh, he's, but the wound, I reckon he's still got the advantage. Yeah, probably so. Yeah. Yeah, she'd she'd be weakened from blood loss. Although in the movies, you can get a gash like that and it doesn't bother you. Yeah, you can have uh, emergency uh, abortive surgery across your stomach and still run away from and jump over things, um, <laughs> a la Prometheus. Um, anyway, I was, look, I mean, just, it's, uh, anyway, to kind of, to kind of uh, long story short, I think this is pretty much, I, I think this is pretty clear that I think Riddick's got it. Because of that surprise attack, mm. I think it's now too much in his favour for her to win. I wanted her to win, but the surprise attack I think has made it too much. Considering she's a girl version of Batman, I thought she would win because Batman always wins. Yeah, see, that's the thing. So she's, I mean, without the wound, I mean, I I think she would have won because she is essentially, yeah, she is essentially Batman. And even Batman himself has said, I think she's scary. (laughs) You know, I I think she could take me out. So, but I just, but she's, I mean, we just, we badly damaged her. What do you reckon, Bo? Yeah, I don't know. It's one of those tough ones where it's like there's kind of this. There's kind of this unspoken rule that that you know, like for example, if 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 uh, you know Brian Michael Bendis wrote a, wrote a comic where you know these two went at it, or or she was challenged by a villain of equal power to Riddick, she like they would write a way for her to win, like she would win. So it's it's hard to it's hard to have a fair scenario without any kind of uh, artistic. Uh, I don't know what the term is. But without without using that sort of um, artistic license, where you could kind of like you know find a way for the protagonist to win just because he's the protagonist, if you're yeah, trying to yeah. do it like fairly, then yeah, I think I think Reddick I think Reddick would would overpower her. All right, let's put it to the vote. We've got the three of us here. We can make it easy. So, well, she's badly wounded, and he's much bigger than her, and uh, but she's faster and a, a far better fighter than him. Yeah, but not while well, she's bleeding to death. Yeah, see, and so he he could probably overpower her, right. take her out. So we're going, Riddick. Yep, I am. All right, I didn't want to. I don't want to either. <laughs> I actually want to go her, but I mean, even if I do go for Cassandra, it's still two to one. It'd be interesting to hear what the listeners think, Matt. What do you reckon? <laughs> Matt will have an opinion. <laughs> um, all right, so like we did with uh, Snake Eyes and Legolas, uh, we'll put it to the vote. But uh, but I, I think it's. I think it's. Really I think it's pretty clear. I think it's. I think it's two to one, pretty. Well, I think it's fair to put it to vote, considering you forgot to post it again. Yeah, I did. <laughs> did I forget, or did I not, just not bother? I don't know. <laughs> that's, for the, that's for the jury to decide. But uh, yeah, so it, it looks like it looks like vi- uh, victory for Riddick for, at, at, at the moment. But we'll you know, we'll see how the votes go. Catch up with us in two weeks. Yes, <laughs> two weeks.
<laughs> cool, that's it for Clash of Champions. Let's move on to Azerothian Times. We had like a BlizzCon bash, you know. We, we always do like a big thing at work for BlizzCon. Yeah. And uh, this year's was really cool. It was one of the better ones. Honestly, nobody watched BlizzCon the entire time. We just played board games. Because uh, you had just told me about some board games, and so like I was like board game crazy. So <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I went to, uh, there's a board game store in Greenville, and I went to Greenville, and everything there was like way too expensive. Everything was like $200 or something. It was crazy. Um, I bought a game called King of New York, which is like King of Tokyo, but in New York. Yeah. And um, you're these monsters, and you're trying to take over Manhattan, um, but you start out in all the different bureaus, like you start out in the Bronx or, you know, Queens or wherever you want to start, and then you work your way to to, uh, Manhattan, and you get points for destroying buildings and all these things. (laughs) And the entire BlizzCon, we did that instead of watching any of the stages. (laughs) (laughs) This is kind of our excuse for us all to get together and, and play these board games. Um, but we always kind of settle everything down and watch the costume contest um, at the end of the night on Friday night. Right. Um, so that that's, that was kind of the closing of closing ceremonies of our of our BlizzCon party. But yeah, man, like BlizzCon is like a you know to me it, it likens to uh, how like people uh, have Super Bowl parties and like have, yeah. you know. And, and, and half the people watch the game and half the people just like drinking beer and, and uh, eating chips. Um, <laughs> that's basically BlizzCon to us. Uh, it, you know, it's our Super Bowl party every year. That's um, awesome. So, yeah, I, super excited. And, I, and all the announcement this, this year. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. We're, we're, we're going to we'll, we'll go through um, as you know, many of the announcements as I can we put before uh, we get bored. But uh, I, mean, I, I wish I could do that BlizzCon type stuff in for you because it's run during... I'm asleep while BlizzCon's going on. I always, I, I never see it live. I'm always seeing it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you are. You are after, asleep during it after the fact. So uh, yeah, and plus, I don't, I don't, I couldn't really have a BlizzCon party because I don't, I don't have any sort of friends. Local, I got it. Local. <laughs> I don't have any friends. That is true. But I also, <laughs> I don't have any uh, you know Warcraft playing friends that are local anyways. So. Yeah. But uh, but just but just briefly before we go onto the uh, onto the BlizzCon, um, we're actually. Yeah, I've I've gone board game mad, and uh, we're having a um, we're having a Star Wars game day. Uh, in you the you got the X Wing game right? Yeah, so in a week's time, we're gonna oh. have uh, we're gonna have a Star Wars. I've got a friend, a bunch of friends coming over, and we're gonna we're gonna play two different Star Wars games. So we're gonna start with uh, Imperial Assault, which is uh, it's kind of like a Descent. It's kind of like Descent, but with Star Wars characters. Uh, so we're gonna play that, and then. At four o'clock on the dot, four p.m. at the dot, I'm gonna no matter who's winning or losing, I'm gonna stop that game, and then and and the storyline is gonna be that whoever is actually losing at the time is gonna try and escape, and so they try to escape into space, and then I'm gonna then we're gonna switch to the X-wing miniatures game, and then have the the people who are trying to escape being chased by the other people, so whether it's the Imperials or the Rebels, and then we're gonna have the X-wing miniatures go at it, so and then we're gonna. Then we're gonna stop and have Can't dinner. Just play by the rules, David. No, nah, I, 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 I want to have a storyline. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty neat. That yeah. is actually pretty cool. That game looks really intense. Like, I want to get into that game, but I feel like that is a that is a huge life and money suck. So I just I'm steering clear of it right now. <laughs> um, that that the X Wing games is the one. It, it, like all those miniatures and then the little measurement sticks, and it just 
Oh man, it seems like it's over my head. You know, it's, <laughs> it's like if we're to jump from from marijuana to methamphetamines, like in just <laughs> one one jump, it seems way too much for me. It's not. Well, it's not cheap. I mean, those little ships cost like uh, in Australia they cost like twenty bucks each, and yeah, uh, and then yeah, the bigger yeah, ships are like you know forty, fifty, a hundred. I just bought a hundred dollar one. <laughs> so oh, it's <God>. sorry. <laughs> I said, oh, my God. Yeah, it's pretty It's pretty insane. Uh, but it's this, this ship is so big that it actually needs... Normally, each ship just has one card that tells you what that ship can do. So it's like a pilot yeah. card. This ship has two cards, one for the first half of the ship and one for the second half of the ship. Got two cards. Is it is it the Enterprise and you got, like, a dish half and the uh, the sectors... The- the saucer section and yeah. then the regular section. It's not. It's not the Enterprise, but it is, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Yes, it's that essentially. It's bloody awesome. Anyway, as for a few times, BlizzCon. Yes, BlizzCon has just uh, come to an end, and uh, of course, most of the uh, the news was Legion related. Um, yeah, at least before, Warcraft related. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, before we, uh, yeah, well, I don't really pay attention to the other stuff. <laughs> Starcraft. Me either. Yeah, like. It's weird. I buy almost every game that Blizzard puts out, but I only play the other ones once or twice. Do you, so, do you, you know, actually own StarCraft? Really where it's at. Do and do you get the feeling, so in this conversation, you know, this conversation has to come up when we're talking about the announcement of Legion, but um, do you kind of get the feeling that maybe Blizzard real is not, you know, like World of Warcraft for the longest time was Blizzard's breadwinner. It was what, it was what brought in the most money and they basically funded all their other games based on that like money printing machine. Hmm. Uh, and now I feel like it's doing less money than their other games. And, and maybe it's just you know me being pessimistic, but I can see a noticeable change in the amount of attention they put in to World of Warcraft compared to their other games. Totally. Uh, do you think it's all in my head, or do you feel the same way? No, man, I'm I'm totally with you. Yeah, I mean, like the thing is, is Legion looks cool. Legion looks like. You know, it's going to be an awesome expansion, and and I'm really excited about a lot of stuff in Legion. I'm sure we'll get into that. I'm not trying to stray us away from that, but you know, we said the same thing about Warlords. It looked awesome, and I don't think it lived up to everything that that you know we thought it was going to be. Yeah. And the amount of content that came out in in Warlords, I don't necessarily think that it compares to 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 others other expansions. You know, they sold us on this Warlords idea. They said, hey, we're going to do yearly expansions. You know, that was like the big, the big thing at last BlizzCon was, was instead of waiting two and three years, we're going to do yearly expansions. It's going to be these, like, mini expansions. And, and sure, they cost the same amount as a regular expansion, maybe just a little bit cheaper, but they come with a boost. So that kind of makes it, that kind of makes it worth it. Hmm. And, and, and then the announcement at BlizzCon was that Legion isn't coming out until possibly September. I mean, we're not getting yearly. We're getting two year long expansions with half the content that cost the same price. Like that doesn't seem. It's, it's not even. It's not even the same price. It's ten dollars more. It's ten dollars more. Yeah, Legion is ten dollars more and hasn't come out until September twenty one, twenty sixteen. Well, well, Legion is Legion is ten dollars more. And yeah. if Legion lives up to everything, all the hype that they're saying it does, and Warlords is just kind of a filler. Um, storyline expansion that moved us over into Legion, then $10 more may be worth it. But I just am worried about the credibility of, you know, I didn't hate Warlords, but I didn't think it lived up to everything they said it, they said it was going to. Yeah. Uh, now, on the other side of that coin, um, I think a lot of people say what I just said, 
and I understand I understand where they're coming from. I mean, like I said, I just said it too, and, and I was being genuine. Um, but at the other side of the coin is a lot of people probably overlook the things we did get in, in Warlords of Draenor, like the new models and hmm. and that sort of thing. It's just it's just it seems like two raid tiers. You know what could have solved this whole dilemma is if they had known ahead of time, hey, this is going to take two years to live out the life of this expansion. We'll do three raid tiers instead of two. I, I think honestly that one change, and I realize that that's a lot of manpower that has to go into to making a third race here. I, I realize that that's a huge thing, um, but at the same time, Blizzard does make a lot of money off of World of Warcraft, yeah. and I, I think it's possible. Um, and that would have changed Warlords from being one of the the worst expansions in most people's minds to being one of the the best expansions. Because I the point I'm trying to make is I think a lot of people overlook all the good that came with warlord because it's way overshadowed by this two-year release date on on legion like september is just way too long man mm. i mean they just announced the drop in subs and then after that they announced that they're no longer going to reveal subscribers um yeah i mean it just all it's just it's all kind of doom and gloom on 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 warlords of draenor and in some ways i think it's a little unfair um you know blizzard has kind of made this perception of warlords, you know, based on the decisions they've they've made for Legion, and I think it's kind of unfair to War- Warlords is probably a better expansion than than people give it credit. But I think the reason why people have that perception is because we only got two raid tiers in in two years, essentially. Yep, totally, totally right. Yeah, no, I'm, 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 I agree with everything you said. That's uh, yeah. It's I don't know. Warlords was a disappointment. That's true. I mean, I, I I mean, I enjoyed it, but it was definitely wasn't anywhere near yeah. as good as you know. Frozen Throne. I think that's. I think that's what I'm getting at. Is mm. that like, in reality, I think it's got. I, I don't think it's as bad as people like to say it is. You know, it's it's people people give it a like they say it's the worst expansion ever. It's not really that bad. World of Warcraft's still the best MMO out there. Trust me. I've been playing new ones recently um, because I kind of was over the World of Warcraft thing, and and I'm back to WoW now because I realize now you know that's where that's where it's at. You know, like that's they're doing it right. What were you um, playing? I was playing Final Fantasy. Final Fantasy Online. Cool. The what the Realm Reborn, whatever the new one is, not the old yeah. one, but uh, and it's a cool game, but it doesn't have it doesn't have the character that World of Warcraft has. Like it seems like something silly, but like there's no culture in that game. The only culture that's in that game is is Final Fantasy. You know where World of Warcraft. You know there's so many things from outside of the the real world that's brought into the game. Um, yeah. And also, just like whenever you go to one major city in Final Fantasy and you go to another, they essentially look the same. Like the scenery is a little different, but all the people dress the same. All of the culture of the game is just one singular culture. Whereas World of Warcraft, you go to one side of the the you know continent to another, it feels like you're in a different place with a different group of people. You know? Yeah. When you uh, announced that you were going to take a break from Warcraft, I was shocked, shocked and appalled. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But then the I, I kid you not. The next day, <laughs> I then fired up Star Trek Online and yeah. uh, downloaded the six gig patch that I needed to update with, and uh, started playing that. <laughs> so I've actually I've I've actually moved on to Star Trek Online. Um, and but I but uh, I agree. It's I mean Warcraft is is definitely the best MMO. But what, Star Trek Online has so many bugs. It's insane. At one point, I was fighting. Yeah. I was in a I was in a dogfight with three other ships, and I couldn't see my ship. <laughs> my ship was invisible, and I don't mean because it was cloaked. I mean it's because it was glitched. And so 
I'm like, what the hell is going on? The fact that I still won is amazing. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was terrible. There's so many bugs and, you know, so many login problems and, uh, you know, half the time you can't log in until you try like 20 times and stuff. Whereas Warcraft, you know, just works. And, and you're right, it is it is a superior game. There's no doubt about it. So It's, it's the gold standard, but I'm yeah. wondering if they're too comfortable in that now. You yeah, know, like, it was, I'm with you. They, they know they're the gold standard. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I don't, I, don't, I don't think Warlords is bad. I mean, I am very much looking forward to Legion, and when we go through the sort of stuff that we're, that we're going to talk about, yeah. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. So the fact that it's coming out in September 2016 is, is not that big a deal, other than the fact that they said it would be a yearly release schedule. So it's, yeah, I mean, I mean right. don't lie to us, is essentially what I'm saying. Is don't tell us we're going to have yearly, and then not give us yearly the very next expansion. What's that about? And I don't know if you noticed, I don't know if you noticed, but like the... The, the tone of, of this BlizzCon was the opposite. The tone of this BlizzCon was, we'll put out games, they're ready when they're ready. Mm. You know, And you know what? That's kind of always been the theme of, of Blizzard. Blizzard has kind of always had the theme of like, you know, when are you getting StarCraft 2? When it's ready. It'll come out when it's ready. Diablo 3? It'll come out when it's ready. Yeah. And, you know, even the Warcraft movie, they turned down so many different, you know, uh, screen screenplays and all this kind of stuff. They said when it's ready, it'll come out. You know, yeah. And I like that Blizzard has that attitude. I think that it's a great thing. But I just, I just wish that they hadn't sold us on the idea that it was going to be a yearly expansion. You know, prior to telling us that it'll be ready when it's ready. Yeah, um, I agree. They should have just said that if we put out expansions whenever they're ready, and this one happens to be ready now. You know, yeah. Um, but you know, but I also think that there is. A, a, I think that last year's BlizzCon, I think maybe, you know, I think they really intended for that to be the case. I don't necessarily know that they they knew all along that it was going to end up this way. Um, I don't think that they they gave us they gave us the idea at last BlizzCon that that they worked on several expansions all at once. So like, you know, by the way they made it sound, Legion is done and just waiting to be released. Mm. And they're already working on the next one. Um, but that can't that can't possibly be true. I, I I think that I think that the theme of last year's BlizzCon was just kind of kind of led us astray, and it, I don't know how to say what I'm saying, but but mm. you know what I'm you know what I mean. Just cut all that yeah. out. Sorry. No, that's all right. No, I'm with you. Um, I, the, the theme of this BlizzCon was all about bloody Overwatch. Yeah, which yes. Overwatch looks cool. I just it does look I'm cool. Kind of player. I'm an MMO player, like you know, yeah. at heart. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll definitely give it a go, but uh, it's Overwatch, oh, yeah. and, and they were really big on Hearthstone this year as well, which is interesting. Like, Hearthstone's really... a really fun game. Yeah. You know, I've kind of gotten into Hearthstone a little bit more than, than I used to. Hmm. Um, my, my, my thing, the thing I like about Hearthstone is that it's kind of like a Magic the Gathering style game that I can kind of just jump in and out of whenever, you know, whenever I want to, hmm. and that's kind of nice, because, you know, you know, when I used to play Magic the Gathering, it was like... You had to have a night a week dedicated to it. We all had to go somewhere, meet somewhere to do it. With 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 Hearthstone, it you know I can just pull out my phone and play for a little bit and then put it back. Now I don't play it as serious as I used to play Magic, um, and I also don't get the social interaction that I used to get with Magic. So I mean I think that's kind of the trade off to Hearthstone is that the convenience you're kind of losing the social aspect of it a little bit. Um, but I think it's a really good game, and I understand why it has the popularity that it does. I think I think it's really good. Yeah. All right. Well, that's uh, before we move on to Legion. Obviously, we're going to be talking a lot about Legion, but uh, the Warcraft movie, dude, June uh, 2016. Yeah. yeah, June 20, June 10th, 2016. It's month exactly a month before my birthday. <laughs> it's pretty and, cool. Uh, 
you know, I don't want to wait another month on it, but if it had come out on my birthday, that would have just been amazing. <laughs> July 10th, 20, 2016, that would have been awesome. But uh, they showed, they showed uh, like a snippet sort of teaser trailer and then showed the full trailer at BlizzCon itself. And, uh, and I've got to tell you, man, it just, I think it looks amazing. It does, it does look amazing. Yeah. I've watched lots of breakdowns on the trailer, um, and uh, it, it, it basically seems like they're condensing a really long story into a movie, an obtainable movie version of the same story, which I think is a really good move. I don't, I don't, they would have had to make, you know, if, if, if they tried to make the movie timeline pan out like it did in the actual games, we'd have to have eight or nine movies to tell yeah. the whole story just to get up to Arthas. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Uh, I, I, I like this kind of movie universe version of the story because um, they're leaving, I think they're leaving enough details in that it feels the same, but yet it's, it's, you know, it's, it's in doses that we can take it in. Yeah. It's, it's just, it, yeah, it looks amazing. I, I saw that thing that you posted with the, the the locations and stuff. It just looks amazing. Yes. Oh man, it looks yeah. so good. It, it the moment the the part that got me. They did the teaser for the trailer. Yeah. The day before, where they showed just that quick teaser. Yeah. The teaser. I must have watched it five hundred times at work. Hmm. Um, the teaser when they showed Westfall, and I saw the the like Iron Reaver guys in the background. Hmm. That gave me the like, you know, the 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 child not childhood because I was a teenager when the game came out, but the teenager memories of, of yeah. World of Warcraft playing the game and killing those Iron Reavers and like it it really brought back like the the fact that a movie trailer could bring back that feeling of like classic World of Warcraft I, I think is a good sign that this movie is gonna feel like World of Warcraft if if nothing else it'll feel like it'll feel like a movie about Warcraft and not Lord of the Rings you know what I mean like it's yeah. It's so close to being just any old Dungeons and Dragons style movie, and it really feels like wow. That's that's like a that's like one of the things I was worried they weren't going to be able to cook, to accomplish, and yeah. and just by the trailer I can tell that they have. I'm I'm really excited. I think it looks I think it looks amazing. Uh, if uh, if I can just be slightly negative, I just I'm not sold on the Garona love story, but other than that, everything else I, I think is going to be awesome. Yeah, I, I heard something about that in one of the um, one of the, where they pick apart the trailer and kind of put together hmm. uh, put together what some of the scenes might reflect. It'll be cool, man. It'll be cool. <laughs> it does. It does look like, look. It looks <laughs> awesome. It is going to be awesome, and uh, I can't wait to uh, to uh, talk about it with you. It's going to be mad. Uh, so yeah. let's move on to uh, Legion. So uh, Legion is now uh, available for pre order. Uh, it has got a release date of September 21, uh, which they re- re- revealed by accident, which I thought was pretty funny, uh, but then uh, revealed yep. it for real. Uh, so, yeah, so they're now available for pre-order. I have actually already, I've already pre-ordered the digital uh, deluxe version. Uh, it comes I was with, about to ask if you already got it. Yeah, I've already, I've already did, I did it the, basically the second it was available. Like as soon as the, <laughs> as soon as the web page flashed up on the screen, I was like, click, thank you very much. Um, so it does come with a mount and a pet, uh, a foul river. So it comes with a foul river mount and a, a little mini foul river pet, uh, and a level 100 boost. So the boost has gone up to a hundred now. And the level 100 boost, actually I've used it already. Uh, it's just so I could talk about it on the show. This is my dedication to the show. People, uh, I've used my boost on a character. I'm never, ever going to play. Um, so I boosted my rogue because I hate playing rogues. Uh, the boost is, it's interesting. Um, the boost gives you, because Warlords introduced the, the concept of garrisons and stuff like that. So the previous boost boosted you up to the highest level possible, 
so that you could run around Pandaria uh, and uh, gave you uh, a level equipment level to that. But it, it really, it, it basically just gives you, it gave you some gear, gave you some bag, gave you some money, and then made your home location the shrine in the in the Vale. Um, that's it was pretty standard sort of stuff. But because of this whole garrison business, the level one hundred boost is actually really interesting. It gives you a it gives you six hundred and forty eye level gear, um, which is pretty damn good. That's that's the base warlord's crafted gear. So that's that's yeah. that's that's not bad. That's that's pretty good. Um, uh, it gives you and it gives you a level three garrison. So you don't have to go through all the crap of starting your garrison and then trying to level it all up and you know, getting all your resources and stuff. Just straight off the bat, your garrison is level three, which Dude, is that's uh, totally worth. Yeah, totally it's actually worth it. worth it. It's worth it almost for that. Um, but it only so it gives you a level three garrison. Plus, it gives you a level two profession building. So whatever your main profession is, it gives you that. Um, now I don't know what it does if you've got two actual main uh, crafting possessions. So if you get because I've because my character only had one crafting profession, which was leatherworking. So it gave me a leatherworking um, building. But I'm interested to know what would happen if I had leatherworking and blacksmithing. You know what I mean? Does it give me both of them? I don't know. Um, if anybody can tell me, that'd be awesome. Uh, it gives you a barracks, uh, a lumber mill, strangely enough, uh, and a storehouse. Which is cool because all of my characters have got a storehouse. The lumber mill I got rid of straight away, uh, replaced it with the inn. Um, but the, I understand why they give you a lumber mill because you actually have you've got a level three garrison, but you've got no resources. So the lumber mill is going to make make you get the the resources and stuff. So it was a smart move. Uh, it also it also gives you the mines and the herb garden at level one, and it gives you a selection of followers, eight followers straight off the bat without you having to do any work, which I thought was awesome. Yeah. I mean, they all start at level 90, unfortunately, but anyway. Um, and I just banged it straight away, just started then sending them on uh, missions to get gold and stuff. It was brilliant. Yeah, that's, that's, all for, that's all for the boost. And the boost is now available. You can actually now buy the boost. So the same price as the level 90 boost is now a level, level 100 boost. Yeah. The mount that you get, does it work right away? Yep. Okay. As soon as so you, log, not, as soon as you, you don't have to wait till Legion to use it. No, straight away you get the mount and the pet. Cool, cool. Yep. Um, as part of the pre-order, you also get the access. You get access to the Demon Hunters early. So the Demon Hunter starting area, which is the Broken Isles, will become open to all pre-order people one week before release date, which is pretty sweet. Um, unfortunately, the level cap is still 100 though. So even so, your Demon Hunters start at 98. So you'd be able to go from 98 to 100. But then you have to wait for the release date. So yeah, I can see, I can picture a whole because you get to ninety eight to one hundred in a in a day. Let's be honest. So yeah, I'm sure, yeah. So you're going to see a whole bunch of level hundred demon hunters just waiting around <laughs> for the release cap to, yeah. to go up to one hundred and ten, and then and then bang, they're going to they're going to go through it as fast as they possibly can. So, but uh, that's the pre order stuff. Let's get into the nitty gritty of Legion. Yeah. All right. So. Artifact weapons. Now, this is a, a, an interesting concept. So they've got uh, Warcraft has legendary legendary weapons that you can get from uh, you know various sources. But in Legion is going to introduce the concept of an artifact weapon. There's a there's one artifact weapon for every spec. So that means there's thirty odd. How many specs are there? Thirty six, thirty eight, something like that. I have no idea. Yeah, I think there's. 36. Um, so every spec has its own legendary weapon. So to give you an idea, right? There's three. Hunter specs, survival, marksmanship, and beast mastery. Each one of those has its own weapon. Survival gets uh, survival becomes a melee class, which we'll get to in a second, uh, and so gets a harpoon, a polearm. Um, marksmanship gets a bow, 
and Beast Mastery gets a gun, which I'm not happy about, which we've discussed previously in a previous episode, because I prefer bows, so I'll be transmogging them. You can transmog it, Yeah, I'll be transmogging it. And what these weapons do is um, they level up with you as you go. So you get it fairly early from the start. I think you get it at level 101. You can then, you can modify, you can, it, it, it gains levels, it gains abilities, it basically becomes more powerful as you do until you get to get up to one, 110. Um, I think it's an amazing concept. It means that no weapons will actually drop from bosses. So not a single weapon will drop as, as loot. Um, you just, you have your legendary weapon and that's all you need, essentially. I, I like the idea of the of the weapon thing. It's, it's um... On the one hand, it's kind of neat whenever you, a weapon drops for you, but you got other gear that'll drop. Um, I guess you'll be picking this up and then carrying it for the rest of the expansion. I guess. Yeah, um, you'll carry it for at least the life of the expansion. You actually start yeah. off with a quest, so you have to go quest for it. Like the Death Knights, for example, uh, Frost Frost Death Knights get um, sort of like a, a, a version of Frostmorn. I think it's called Frost. Frost Death or something, I can't remember. Um, but you actually have to go back to the uh, Frozen Throne, the base of the Frozen Throne, and collect shards from Frostborn. They've splintered yeah. off, and uh, and very. So each each class has its own sort of starting quest to get their legendary weapon. Now I don't know what happens for your off spec because you have you can have two specs. So your off spec, yeah. do you get a legendary weapon for that as well? Yeah. I don't know. You do? Yeah, yeah, you do. Okay, cool. Um, I think it's a separate quest. You do a, you do that quest line and you get that weapon. Okay, cool, so awesome. You have to go. You have to seek it out and get it. Which you know, this is like people have been asking for like class specific quest lines, and I think this is their way of handling that. It's not only class specific; it's actually like spec specific. Yeah, quest spec. Line. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it's thirty six. Thirty six specs. Yeah, it is. Yeah, spec specific. Yeah. Anyway, I think it's a cool idea, and uh, I'm very interested to see how it works, uh, especially the leveling up. It kind of brings back the element of the talent tree, too, you know? Yeah, exactly. Like the old tree system, yeah. Uh, they also have class order halls. So each uh, class gets a hall, uh, sim- similar to how garrisons will work, but basically how they wanted garrisons to work. This, this is how it's going to be. So uh, you have your hunter hall, a warrior hall, that sort of stuff. Each hall has a unique ability based on your class. Uh, the hunters get a... A special hunter-only flight path, which I thought was kind of interesting. Uh, warriors get a, a, um, a gladiatorial sort of sparring arena type stuff. You know, various things like that. Um, I'm not as interested in the in the halls as uh, as as the, um, the other stuff, but it's still pretty cool. Uh, it re and it rejigs the idea of the followers. So I, I, I assume you lose all your followers from Draenor, which is pretty harsh. Um, and you get it becomes more of a sort of a knight of the round table sort of situations with where you're Arthur and you have your your select core of you know super warriors. The way I heard it described at, at BlizzCon, you know, one of the Q and A's was that in garrisons you would go to your order table and you would send people out to go do you know quests and do different things. Mm. This will be a place where you go and and you do have. Uh, you you do have maybe you have followers. I'm not I'm not sure if they're called followers or, or or how that works, but there'll be people there that will give you things to go out and do. So you know, war, the theme of Warlords of Draenor was your your followers were out having all the fun. Well, this in, in this expansion, they expect there'll be someone there that's going to give you something to go do. Now, uh, I, I hope that that means that it's not just a daily quest hub. You know what I mean? Yeah, um, I, I think that's basically all. It, all it becomes becomes a daily I, quest hub. 
I think you, there will definitely be some element of that, but it's going to be class specific and supposedly um, there's going to be some sort of like all the the mages will will work together to do this. You know, like it, yeah. whatever your class is, you'll be there with other leaders in your class and um, you know completing tasks. I, I think that I think that the the hall itself has the set of of quests, so. Everybody will be doing the same ones. You know, it won't be like you have a different set. Yeah, I think it's more along the lines of, like, your garrison, only you can be in your garrison, right? It's instanced, unless you invite someone there. But in the the, the city that you, the, the little sort of outpost that you create when you go to um, the foul area, the Hellfire, where the Hellfire Citadel and stuff is, you know what I'm yeah. talking about? When you go to that that new area. Today, when you go to Tanayan Jungle, you create yeah, an yeah. outpost. Yeah. And what I found interesting about the outpost is it's created exactly the same way as your, your garrison is, but everybody can go there. Like this, uh, the first time I saw another player standing yeah. in my outpost, I was like, "What the hell is this?" <laughs> it's like, <laughs> right? Yeah, that, that so does I, feel like what they're describing. Yeah, yeah. I think it'll be more like that. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, they're not called followers; they're called champions. So you champions, get, that's yeah, right. class champions. Um, the demon hunters. So like we said, the Demon Hunters, they, uh, they come from the Broken Isles. Uh, they start at 98 and will go through sort of a quest level chain like the Death Knights did. Um, so it's their new hero class. They are, of course, uh, based on you know, Illidan and that, that sort of the Demon Hunter sort of thing that, that he created. Uh, the only, what's interesting is only uh, Blood Owls or Elves can become Demon Hunters, which I thought was interesting. Um, yeah. And they only get two specs, unlike the others. Everybody else has got three. They only get two, a DPS spec or a tanking spec, Havoc or Vengeance, uh, which I thought was pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's, it's kind of neat that it has just two. They're, they're really trying hard to make all the specs feel different um, in this expansion, and I think that that's kind of that was kind of the, the Demon Hunter is kind of an example of that rule. There's no point in putting another DPS spec unless it feels completely different than the first one and so that's why you're seeing this change to like hunters and things like that because you know hunters is is a class that like almost all three specs feel the same and yeah. i think you're trying to add diversity to to those specs same yeah. with mages, just all three specs are only slightly different you know what i mean yeah well i'll finish off demon hunters and then we'll move into the class changes that was uh, it was a pretty good segue uh so the they are leather wearing malay fighters they jump into combat and then jump back out of combat again so they've got their double jump and glide and various other type of stuff and uh, their resource is fury um which is similar to rage uh but it's purple but it's fury <laughs> but it's fury <laughs> um which i thought was interesting and uh they look awesome, so very interested to see what that's about. And uh, yeah, so we're moving on to class changes. There's been there's a whole lot of class changes coming up, and uh, I'm not going to go into all of them uh, in in detail. I strongly suggest you check out Wowhead and their uh, class change sections because uh, wow, there's a lot of reading there. It's um, but like Bo just said, it's uh, the hunters, for example. I can talk about the hunters because they're my main. So it's it's. Yeah, they, they felt the base all basically just felt the same, but now they've 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 really altered them up. So survival has become Malay, um, and which I think is just interesting, really interesting. It has like a harpoon ability you know, to get over here, harpoon ability, which I think is cool. <laughs> and uh, are the only ones that are going to be able to use traps? They're actually taking traps away from marksmanship and oh, wow. and and uh, beastmaster. We'll have AOE type abilities, but. It won't be through traps. So, uh, marksmanship is is as you know as I suggest is all about ranged 
Um, it's you're more powerful basically when you're at range and you become sort of significantly weaker when you're when you're in melee. And Beastmaster's kind of as is really focused on your animal. Um, so it's you're controlling your pet, um, summoning more pets. Basically, most of your damage will be done through your pet and you controlling them. Um, so it's uh, yeah, fascinating. Uh, some of the other class changes are just uh, are just as fascinating. Something like a warlock is demonology is is, a, is basically that demonology is kind of like the warlock version of beast mastery. It's all about summoning and buffing your demons. You yourself will really not do all that much, um, and it just sort of you know goes on from there. It's 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 pretty amazing stuff, and I really like how they're focusing on the lore aspect of it. I mean, they basically essentially said it just it doesn't make a lot of sense that. Um, certain classes did certain things because it didn't really match the law and so we've you know taken that out completely which like, like the priest yeah yeah well yeah the priest oh yeah that's it the priest uh gets um shadow priests get uh a new sort of thing called insanity and it becomes very much sort of like a lovecraftian type deal so shadow priests are going to actually be like dark priests from lovecraftian stories it's and they deal with you know, damage of, of the mind more than, you know, basically just, you know, shadow damage and stuff. It's, uh, it's really, really quite awesome. <laughs> okay, okay, I really, I'm, that's the thing I'm handing out for the most is the, is the class changes. Uh, professions, they make, they're making a whole bunch of profession changes. Actually, I'm actually kind of tired of the amount of whinging that professions get. Like, I mean, professions, you can't make it any easier than it is in Warlords of Draenor to level up. I mean, really, it's insane. I mean, you get free modes in your mind, you get free herbs in your herb garden, yes, it's, living up is ridiculous, it's, I don't know, I, anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, professions are really not my thing. Uh, there's a new ore called Lay Ore, um, and there's a whole bunch of changes. I'm not, I'm actually not even going to bother going through them, unless you want to. Uh, you know, all I know is that I, I think that they're kind of moving in the direction of kind of like, I might be completely wrong because I'm really new to Final Fantasy, but what Final the one thing that I think Final Fantasy does better than World of Warcraft is Professions. Yeah. Uh, professions is its own game. It has its own like questing zones and and, uh, and I don't mean like you have a you have a daily quest where you can go, you know, pick it up and make, you know, six different types of of bread or something. Like they're they're quests that actually send you somewhere to find a specific thing in order to make a specific thing. Um, oh. And I think that Warcraft is kind of picking up that same that same habit. Yeah, uh, I think you're I, totally right. Yeah, good. I think it's actually really good. Uh, uh, professions have kind of sucked for like three expansions now, so uh, <laughs> I think is I think it's time they're trying to straighten them out a little bit. One of the things they highlighted is that you'll now be able to learn how to make bacon. So you know that'll give you an idea of how serious they're no, taking. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, and the other thing is, uh, major glyphs are now gone, so it's all minor glyphs. Uh, inscriptions pretty much being destroyed. Anyway, yeah, I know I'm an inscriptionist, and like I was thinking the other day, I, I'm thinking I'm just going to ditch it and and do something else. Like it doesn't seem worth it. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, profession's not my thing. Moving on to. Uh, Transmogging, which I'm very excited about. Now, dude, I don't know if you remember, but uh, a oh, few. I remember. Quite yeah, a, they owe, yeah. Blizzard owes NCP some money. That's yeah. it. That's right, Blizzard. <laughs> no, we, well, no, to be fair, we did say on the episode they didn't have to pay us. As long as that's they credit us. That's not legally binding. As long as they credit us. I just want. So basically, well, for anybody who doesn't know, because, you know, every episode could be someone's first episode, transmogging is uh, when you change the appearance of your item to appear like another item. Um, 
And uh, we, uh, in a few episodes ago, lamented the fact that our bags and banks were full of all those transmog gear and sets and stuff like that. And we come up with the idea of the wardrobe where... Um, I think we even called it a wardrobe. We did call it the wardrobe. Uh, where, <laughs> where you could... Uh, basically, once you get an item, you then save that image of that item, essentially, so that then your char- all your bind-on-account characters could then use that image to transmog to. That was our actual idea, right? Let me just let me read out what uh, transmogging 2.0 is, is, is all about. Help clean up your bank, increase customization, help your collection. The wardrobe, as soon as an item is bound to you, its appearance is unlocked into your collection. Once you unlock it, you can then toss it or disenchant it. Transmog is account-wide. Yes, and you even said the account wide thing, yeah, and I disagreed with you. <laughs> obviously, Blizzard agreed with you. They agreed with me. So, <laughs> so Blizz, look, that's fine. We did say that you could use it, and I'm very proud of the fact that you're now using it. And I, I refuse to accept that you guys come up with the idea on your own. Obviously, you listened to the show, or someone <laughs> told you. So, I don't want any money. I'm cool with it. I don't want the money. But if oh, you could I make don't. it so that the attendance that are there with the, in the transmogging hut or building or whatever the case may be. If you yeah. just name the attendants David and Bo, that'd be awesome. Or even Bovid <laughs> or something to that effect. I don't care, but just put us in the game and I can die a happy man. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so transmogging, uh, all joking aside, I think is uh, very, very cool. One of the things that I read about it, which I think is just amazing, is when you get Legion... Every item, you know when you go when you do a quest and you get multiple choices for an item and you pick one and then away you go, right? With when Legion comes out, every quest that you have done that had multiple items that you didn't pick, you then get that the image of that item. You don't get the item itself, but you get the image of that item in your wardrobe. Yeah, our our wardrobes would be packed. That's amazing. For like a long time, our wardrobes are going to be just there's there's no possible way they have every item like, you know, six years ago, whenever I turned in some quest in a <laughs> section of the game that doesn't even exist anymore, there's no way they've got that item for me to transmog. Well, that's what they're saying. And the image still exists. They've got the image there somewhere. That's insane. It is that's insane. insane. So, uh, I'm, I don't know, I'm pretty excited. I, I think transmogging is, is finally going to become something that I'm going to do a lot. Uh, well. I don't feel like we have to do it anymore, though, because, like, Especially you, you have like a character of each of each class. Like I feel like you, you probably already have all the options. <laughs> <laughs> well, now see so now now that it's account wide, I will. I've got multiple. I mean, I've got a character. Of, I've got a character of each class on each side, so alliance and horde. So I've pretty much I've got a ridiculous amount of stuff. So my wardrobe is going to be awesome, and I'm just going to go sick. Um, you can create uh, out you know outfit. You know things you, know, you can you can say sort of specific outfits and I don't know it's crazy. You can you now you can transmog your tabards. You can hide your shoulders. You can make hidden slots. It's oh I'm gonna go I'm gonna go mad. I'm gonna go absolutely mad. The only thing they didn't say that I really wanted them to say was that we could transmog into legendaries. Yeah that, yeah I don't know if they'll ever do that. I don't know. That'd be cool. That'd it would be, be that, cool. That would be cool. So yeah so uh, Blizzard please put us in the game. And uh, I'll be very, very happy. Uh, but that's uh, that's all I've got for uh, Legion. It's uh, it's a fair way off, uh, but it just looks really, really cool. 
Yeah. You know, the only everything looks great. The only the big blemish on the whole announcement is that it's so far away. Yeah. Um, and, and you know what? I, I would rather Blizzard. I would. You know, it, I said all that bad stuff at the beginning about how I was disappointed and that it took so long. But I would rather them put it out when it's ready and it be really good. I just don't want them to put it out whenever it's ready and it's and it seems half finished. You know. Yeah. Um, so I would rather the alternative of let's release a half-ass. Uh, you know, piece of content, but but we're going to do it yearly. That doesn't appeal to me as much as we're going to put out something really good every couple of years. But I, I really hope that it is as good as, as it looks right now, which I think that it will be. I have faith in it. Um, they didn't they didn't announce it, but surely there's going to be a patch expansion. You know, like one of those little mini expansions before that comes out. Surely, because otherwise you've got another year, almost a full year of very bored level 100 people that's what we have man that's what we have like it's, like it's uh it's got to be something get, all right so there's two points to be made a there will be there will be another patch before there's a patch on tuesday that's giving us more time walkers and stuff like that yeah but um there will be another major patch i'm sure that'll lead us into this expansion now i don't think it's going to be any time i don't think it's going to be in the middle of the time period, though, I think it's going to be closer to whenever the Legion is released, hmm. and so we got a long ways to go before it happens. And then the other point to be made is that they said before September, the movie comes out in June. I got to imagine it's probably around June. Like I, I really don't think it'll go all the way till September, um, but you know they gave themselves that window for a reason. So I mean, the game must not be as finished as we would like it to be, um, and and that's why they gave themselves such a big window. Mm. Um, it may it it more than likely will come out earlier than September, but we don't know how much earlier. It might be August. You know who knows. I thought it was pretty much set in stone September twenty one. It says it says that it will be before September is what it says. And then at the at the actual announcement, not the leaked photo, but the actual announcement, it just said summer twenty sixteen. Yeah, but didn't Chris Chris then blurt out September? I don't know. I haven't heard that. I'm not yeah. saying it's not true, but I haven't heard it. I know that on the on the picture it says that the the latest it would be is September. Interesting. <laughs> All right, we'll see how it goes. I was, it's it's uh, I don't know. I'm bored, so I'm gonna I'm yeah. gonna go back to uh, definitely ain't gonna be January. Yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, I'll be I'll be playing some more STO, which uh, yeah, <laughs> which is a shame because it's nowhere near as good. But it yeah, I'll tell you what you do because you, you do the same thing I do. I, I go to these, I go to other MMOs, and then I realize I'm stuck doing the same thing. I'm sitting in my maybe not my garrison, but I'm sitting in my ship on Star Trek Online, or I'm sitting in my my guild house on on Final Fantasy, and there's nothing to do yeah. right now. There's nothing <laughs> to do, and this is it's kind of just the nature of MMOs. If you're not playing with other people, there's not a whole lot to do. Oh, I've got plenty. Um, I've got plenty to do in STL. I'm only level seventeen. Yeah, see, you got something to work towards. So yeah. Like, uh, well, I've, yeah, got, I've got. I'm trying to work. I'm trying to get up to fifty so I can use my free Pathfinder. Yeah. So it's, I'm, that's, that's basically all I'm doing. It's just. It's just the only reason I even thought about it is because because a you said you were tired of uh, Warcraft and giving it a break, yeah. and b I got an email that same day. <laughs> got an email saying, "Hey, we're going to give you a free Pathfinder and double XP," and I was like, "Sweet!" <laughs> you just <laughs> made the decision for me. <laughs> But then I got in and it's like, you can't use this ship. I'm like, why? So I jumped on the forums and I was like, you got to be level 50, at the very least level 50. And what's the cap in STA, level 60? 
60, I think. Yeah. yeah, so I have to be at least 50 to use my free Pathfinder. I'm like, what the hell? So I check it. I've only got... Uh, once I eventually got on, I saw my character. My character was level 11. I'm like, well... <laughs> It's not looking yeah. too likely, but uh, it's all right. I played it. I played it for a day yesterday, and I'm already 17. So that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Can't really complain. Doing this mirror universe stuff. I think I'm level 30 on that game. Really? Get back on there and get up to 50 and get your free Pathfinder. Are they giving it to everybody? Everybody. Oh, I have to check it out. Everybody. I, don't know. I haven't logged in in a while. Everybody in the Federation gets a free Pathfinder, and you get. Uh, Whatever your level is, you get a whole bunch of bonus items that, depending on whatever your level is, you get a whole bunch of items for you and your ship that are up to that level, but they're all rare quality. Hmm. So I'm just so I'm playing this this little this little escort ship <laughs> that's uh, it's got all rare consoles and weapons and all that sort of business and. Wow, so they're they're really trying hard for people yeah. to come back and the double XP and stuff. I, like I mean, like I said, I, I, it glitched out. I couldn't see my ship. I was fighting three other ships. And they didn't stand a chance. Like, I, I annihilated them. <laughs> so it's like, hey, this is pretty cool. The way that game works is it's not a very good game, but it's good enough to keep the Star Trek fans happy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. definitely, the game is definitely made by Star Trek fans because like, it's a lot of, like, you know, winks and nods, and it feels like the Star Trek universe. And for most fans, that's enough to keep them playing. That's, that, I love the game because of that. I love yeah. the sound of I love hearing my ship and how it has. That's it, yeah. I love the sound effects. Yeah, like, yeah. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of the game that I don't understand. I've obviously got to do a bit of reading up on it because there's a whole bunch of stuff I didn't don't know about, like R and D and. Yeah, that sen- game has. The game has a ton of systems in it for you oh. to have to. Learn. Oh, it's, it's insane! A, it's a pretty complicated game. Yeah, I was reading the forum thing and it was talking about doffing, and I'm like, "What the hell is doffing?" So I, I don't to, know what that is. That sounds that's like d- some duty. Mary. No, no, it's, it's no, it's not. It's legit. Doffing is when you send your duty officers off on missions. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I don't especially just your garrison followers sending your followers on missions. That's all it is. Yeah, yeah, no, they totally, they totally had the garrison thing. When I heard about it at the last BlizzCon, what I compared it to was Star Trek. The, duty, the duty officer system in, in Star Trek Online. Yeah, they, it's the same. It's almost the same system. <laughs> well, anyway, it's uh, it's uh, the end of Azerothian times. Unless you've got uh, anything else you want to pop in? No, I'm good. I'm excited for Legion. Yeah. I wish it wasn't taking so long, um, but I- I'm okay with it taking this long as long as when it comes out, it's rad. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm mega excited for Legion. I'm more excited for the film. I am too. I'm more excited for the movie. The, yeah. the movie, the movie, I, I think is going to be huge. I-, I I hope that it is like hugely successful. Among non-Blizzard fans, like I hope, I hope that it turns out to be a huge success, and they make more of them. So that's it for Ezra Three Times. Let's move on to coming soon. All right, coming soon in Australian cinemas, November nineteen, we get Ninety Nine Homes, which is weird because it's it's being brought forward. I thought it was coming out the next week. Uh, anyway, so yeah, so Ninety Nine Homes, it's uh, I still don't know what it's about, <laughs> but it came out a week early. There you go. Uh, Secret in Their Eyes, uh, which uh, it doesn't look too bad. We saw the trailer to this when we saw The Martian. It's the one where Julia Roberts' daughter is found oh. dead. 
and then they just spend like the rest of their lives trying to. Julia Roberts goes all Liam Neeson on him. Yeah, well, I don't know. It, it's like twenty years later. I was like, I don't know. The kid's grown up. She doesn't look any older. And he's a serial killer, and it's like a substantial amount of time. There's, passed. A, there's enough in the trailer to be intriguing. Yeah, I thought it was intriguing at, at the very least. So yeah, so check it out. And uh, absolutely anything. Oh, now I'm going to have that song stuck in my head Absolutely all anything. day. Absolutely everybody, everybody, everybody. No, different song. Um, but uh, I have no idea what that's about. I forgot. But anyway, and uh, in uh, U.S. cinemas? In U.S. cinemas uh, on the on the 20th, we have, um, we also have uh, Secret in Their Eyes. Um, we have Legend, Carol, and I'm sure everybody's excited for The Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 2. Mm. Cool. <laughs> the end of the series. Yeah. Jennifer Lawrence kicking butt. <laughs> So that's it uh, for episode 169. It's uh, It's been epic. We thought it was bowless, but now we the bow is with us. May, the, may the bow be with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you stole my, stole my outro. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. But, uh, yeah, so that's, uh, that's it for the show. And uh, that's for, for me and the crew. Crystal. Bye. And Bo. I got nothing because you stole mine, man. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> May the bar with you. Bye. <laughs> You've been listening to NCP. Thank you for being a part of our crew. If you would like to support the show, you can use the Amazon widget on our website to do your Amazon shopping. If you have any feedback, please go to nerdculturepodcast.com forward slash contact us where you will find a list of the many different ways you can interact with us. We'd love to hear from you. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for the next episode.